Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. RJ Salveson, Eric France of Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM. The fan, Gabby the Intern, also joins us here as we are past the hardest day of the week, that being Monday. And here we are on a Tuesday, and it doesn't feel like it's any easier. You know, but Eric, here's a good thing. I feel like January was slow as possibly could be. Like, January took its sweet time getting out of our way. February's moving along nicely. Even with the extra day in February that we have to deal with, I feel like it's moving along okay. We're, we're I mean, we're at 18. We're almost there. Through the It's moving along in a pretty good clip. Through the dog days of college basketball season, getting ready for March Madness tournament season. By the way, a reminder that uh, 106 time the fan will carry the NCAA tournament. Ooh, yes. Via so Westwood exciting. One, where we'll have guys such as Ian Eagle, such as Kevin Kluger, uh, some of the very best in the business on Westwood One will be calling the games here on the full court press in the NCAA tournament. So here's how it works there's one marquee game that they focus on morning, afternoon, and evening sessions. Around those games, marquee games, they will also have several other games that they'll go to if there is an upset or if it is close, whether it's in the first half or the second half. If there is a play coming down to the buzzard, they will immediately leave that marquee game and go to the other game. So you'll be jump. They will take you from game to game to game all over the place. It is going to be massive chaos. But at the same time, it will be organized chaos. And then, by the way, that will also uh, take into our show. So we will not have a show during Thursday, Friday of NCAA tournament in the first three weeks. We will not have a show. Yeah, it kind of sucks that it cuts into us. But um, for the wall-to-wall coverage that we're going to bring you in in place of that, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so fun to hear all those games. Exactly. We're going to be the exclusive home of it here in northern Utah. To have all those games uninterrupted, that's going to be awesome. And we will be uh, jumping in from time to time. Uh, we'll take out studio programming from Westwood One, and we'll jump in and give our thoughts of what we've seen so far, upsets, highlights. Uh, we'll play highlights for you throughout the day on, little, on uh, I guess, news bits, if you will. There's uh, going to be teams that we're going to be keeping a real close eye on. Yes, absolutely. That may be participating, and, and so we'll give you updates on those as Yeah, well. and we'll give our thoughts on, on what we've seen so far. So you'll hear from us throughout the entire day for two to three minutes, and then we'll immediately turn back to Westwood One's coverage of play-by-play action of the NCAA tournament. Again, we're so excited to be able to do that here on 106.9 FM, 13.9 in the fan. We hope. We hope that the Aggies will be a part of that. Hey, you know, you remember last year we did a, a, a bracket challenge? Oh, dude, yeah. That was awesome. That was a ton of fun. That was so much fun. We... It's something like that's coming back. Are we going to run it back? Yes. That'll be a lot of fun. So and stay here, tuned for the, and the details on the that. The garbage. It was, it was really successful last year. We're going to do it again. Uh, we had a ton of fun doing it. We appreciate all of our listeners who participated. The because honestly, were incredible, too. I, I think the fan listeners made up the the bulk of those who participated yes. in that last year. So yes. 
that was a lot of fun to, to do that and to give stuff away and reward people who had the, the highest score for the day. And I know we had some technical difficulties last year in regards of people signing up and not being listed on or whatever. That will be fixed. We'll get that taken care of. And then we'll also, and then the sponsors who were a part of it were so good. Just so good. The things that we gave away and that I didn't win <laughs> because people somehow would go 12-0 and 0 in one day and I'd go 11-2 and 2 or whatever it is. Ajay, uh, I hate to break it to you, but even if you had the highest score, you wouldn't win a prize. I'd get something from you. I feel like you would feel so proud of me. You'd get something from me. I think we had something for the best bracket in the building. Yeah, and the person who won should not have won. <laughs> Why? Uh, she had the best bracket. Yeah, we, we that will not happen again. <laughs> With all due respect to that wonderful employee, there is no way that the Brown Mamba will allow her to get away with that. Okay, it's, it's Mamba mentality when I do my bracket. And You're I will just be intimidated. Better. I will be better. And I will try harder. I coasted. I went through the motions a little bit in a couple of regions. That won't happen again. I will not overestimate Because my of bubblegum pop radio... Morning host. No, don't. Stop it. Stop had it. a far superior because bracket freaking Mr. Sports Mr. Guy. Mr. Spandex Bike Shorts guy ends up throttling us there for oh, a little yeah, bit. That's true. Yeah. Don't you I remember Spandex that, Bike Shorts guy kicking our butts? I do. I was embarrassed. Sports, boy, did I, and did I hear about it. Sports guy is going to beat you this year. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, hey, sports guys. Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, did you get your Jeopardy questions? Uh, I didn't do so great. I got. <laughs> I, I needed a uh, a hint on one. I got one well, of you them. You got a hint easily. One I had. I couldn't. I did just didn't know. So did you go one for three? Well, with a little nudge, I went two for three. No, you went one for three. We're not counting the nudge. <laughs> no one gets a lifeline in those things. So we went one for three in our Jeopardy, huh? God bless us. Hey, Eric, we got a lot to get to today in a very little amount of time. Don't forget, game time with Gabby. The intern will be uh, about in 13, 15 minutes uh, where Gabby, uh, who, by the way, I'm thrilled about this before we get to sports. Gabby confirmed today that we are friends because you're always unsure, right? If the employee likes you or not, your coworker. Gabby confirmed that we are friends, and I'm thrilled uh, with the progress we have made in our friendship that we went from, we're not sure if we're going to be friends, to, yes, we are friends. Just that confirmation um, really made my day. Did you feel obligated? Were you, like, pressured into the... She wasn't pressured. No, I don't know why you didn't think we were friends in the first place. Well, it wasn't... Re- I mean, you weren't really forthcoming about it either. Is this because I- you followed him on InstaFace <laughs> or something? <laughs> sure. Hey. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was a while that ago. That was a while ago. So, yeah, we've been friends for a while. Oh, my gosh. So, I am thrilled <laughs> with, uh, with with uh, Gabby. Uh, and, by the way, Gabby, do you know what she does as a side uh, side job? Works at Johnny O's Donuts. Are you the one that does the Johnny O's Spud Nuts? Oh, is that you? Will you do that? No. Do it really quickly. No. Johnny O's. No, I do not support that. <laughs> <laughs> James, uh, our sales guy always brings in Johnny O's donuts to us, and it's it's so it's so relieving to know that we are fed here. That we are so. Nutrition. Are you saying that some of those that we devour could be some that Gabby herself, Gabby the intern, makes may have had a hand in making? Yes. the uh, The chocolate donut that you ate with nuts on it was made by Gabby. 
made with friendship. Which means it was extra special good. My heart has been warmed. <clears throat> so has my tummy. All right. Uh, <laughs> You're still don't, cold over there, Don't though. give me... Oh, dude, it's freezing. It's Why not- is it... Okay, one day it's Africa in here, and the next day it's Siberia. Can we just get a consistency? Maybe you're going through menopause. Manopause. Menopause. <laughs> Man. <laughs> no. Absolutely I not. I feel pretty regulated when I come in here, but you're always like, hot one minute, cold the next. Hot <laughs> Jay's going through menopause. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to move on before I take it too far, because knowing me, I'm going to take it too far. <laughs> A regional 11 4A Boys State Basketball Tournament gets underway tonight. Mountain Crest will head over the Desert Hills. Meanwhile, Logan will host Canyon View. Second round will begin on Friday for boys. Girls are tomorrow. Girls then will do their second round on Saturday. Keeping up with us. Uh, and then, of course, in uh, neutral side games will start next week. Uh, Eric, this is always an exciting time for uh, high schools. As, as you know, we've had the wrestling state championship. By the way, congratulations to Mountain Crest, who dominated <laughs> the, the wrestling 4A class in the uh, state championship. Yeah, I talked about this a lot yesterday, and it's definitely worth noting again. Uh, Mountain Crest gets uh, one of the most outstanding wrestlers in Braden Guthrie. Uh, they get the coach of the year in 4A in Jay Tovey. Uh, they were number one in the state. Uh, they had uh, four individual winners, several others who were uh, came in as runners-up in several different weight classes. So congratulations to, to Mountain Crest Wrestling. Bear River came in third. Uh, Ridgeline uh, was eighth in the overall standings, but Mountain Crest just dominated. You know, it's crazy. Davey Swenson continues to win with no matter what roster. Uh, Davey Swenson is one of the greatest coaches in the state of Utah in any sport for his model of consistency and success. And not to mention, along with that, the kids that he brings out of there are really good kids as well. Uh, that's something that's always impressed me. Not only do they win and win a lot, but they also have just good kids that come out of that program. So congratulations to Coach Swenson and to that to the uh, to Mountain Crest High School for winning the uh, 4A state championship. Pretty pretty awesome. It really, generally, a really strong showing from Region 11 overall because uh, there's only really that I saw two weight classes that did not include a Region 11 wrestler either as mm. the winner or as the runner-up. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's so impressive. pretty amazing. Uh, uh, but as you said, Region 11 basketball going on tonight. So Mountain Crest is on the road taking on Desert Hills. We have some friends down in southern Utah who are going to help us with that broadcast. And you can hear it on 107.7 FM. So if you weren't able to make the drive down to southern Utah to watch Mountain Crest play, uh, you can tune in tonight to hear that broadcast on 107.7. And uh, Logan's going to be playing at home they're hosting Canyon View tonight. Our good friend Al Lewis will be doing the play-by-play for the Grizzlies on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. And these are very different games. Uh, Jay, Mountain Crest is uh, the number 21 team. The one win all year that came in the up in Preston at their tournament that they had. It was a close one. Uh, they beat Century in that game, and it looked like they had had some close games and maybe starting to get some things come together for them. Then they had that close last-second loss to Star Valley in the following game. 
But then it's just been a real struggle for the Mustangs really since then. They've had a few games here and there where it looked like they were in it for a good chunk of the game, but just couldn't sustain it. Uh, you hope that uh, maybe with the chance to start over and start fresh in the playoffs that maybe they can get something going. But Desert Hills, that's a pretty good ball club. They're, uh, they're ranked 12th in the, in the state in 4A. And this is a team that um, doesn't have too many losses. Um, they've had some pretty good ones. They, they beat Logan earlier in the year when Logan went down to the Coach Walker Classic. And uh, they've, they, uh, they played Skyview really close. They only lost by one. Uh, they beat Ridgeline earlier in the year. So Desert Hills is very familiar with Region 11. Here's the problem that for Mountain Crest that exists the most, and the fact that they don't have any scoring. They only have one player who averages in double figures right now. No one else on that team averages above eight points. On the other side, Desert Hills has right now two guys who average in double figures. Mason, or excuse me, Chase, Mason Chase, two first names, that always gets me the most, just under 17 points a game. Peyton Holmes, just over 13 points a game. And then they have uh, Reggie Newby at eight, and then Keegan Munson, just under eight at seven, seven and a half points per game. They have scoring that's consistency on Desert Hills. Mountain Crest, they don't have enough offense. That has been their problem the whole entire year. That if it gets into a shootout, it gets into a track meet, Mountain Crest really struggles because they can't, they can play defense for two and a half, three quarters, but asking them. For a full four defensive quarters is asking too much of the Mountain Crest Mustangs. Desert Hills brings good offense. They can put up points. They do it at a consistent margin, at least throughout the season they have so far this year. That's why they're the 12th ranked team. Uh, I, I'm not sure if Mountain Crest can hang for four quarters for 32 minutes of basketball with Desert Hills. Yeah, that that's what I worry about as well. Mountain Crest has been averaging in the low to mid-40s for a lot of their games. Desert Hills, meanwhile, they're scoring in the upper 50s into the 70s for a lot of their games that they've played um, in their region play. So that that is a concern that I have too. Mountain Crest struggling to have enough offensive consistency. Um, you know, Marshall Nethercott has tried to carry the team, but there's been times where he's gotten in foul trouble early and he's take, been effectively negated. And then there's just not quite enough of anybody else that can really have that offensive punch for the Mustangs. You know, you look at uh, two, a couple of those losses, as like you said, are two Region 11 basketball teams. The the Ridgeline, or they did beat Ridgeline 62-52. They lose in a heartbreaker to, uh, to Skyview, uh, 56-55. Pineview's another good team in four. They lost by one to, to Pineview, 48-47. They lost to a very quality Salem Hills team by three. Look, this team's been through the grinder in regards of a schedule, played competitive basketball teams, and played competitive versus those other competitive basketball teams. Uh, so this team has the moxie. This team has the schedule that shows and proves that they are one of the better teams in 4A despite what their record says. And the records can be at times deceiving. I'll ask a lot of teams you see in 4A basketball, or at least in high school basketball at time, where a team with not as good of a record ends up being better than perceived because people just stare at the win-loss column instead of looking at the team itself. And this, I think, is one of those squads. Desert Hills is going to be a team that I think can make a run in the 4A tournament. Uh, yeah, possibly. I, I think Region Nine was actually pretty good this year uh, with their with their basketball, and they uh, kind of beat up on each other a little bit. I mean, um, with the exception of uh, Dixie, who was uh, at the at the top of their region and second overall in the state. But um, I think Mountain Crest is going to have their hands full tonight. Yeah. They're going to have to do it with defense. 
because I don't know that they have enough offense to overpower them or outshoot them. But uh, it's a it's a one game season for Mountain Crest. Last year, Logan lost a heartbreaker to Bonneville on a buzzer banking three from the right wing to end their season. This year, they got another very favorable matchup in there. Uh, at Logan High this time against Canyon View. Canyon View is a very interesting basketball team. Again, their record doesn't show how good of a, a basketball team they are. They're competitive, but Eric, I like Logan's chances tonight versus Canyon View. I, I do too. I mean, both teams have struggled to pick up wins through the season. Logan only had seven wins. Canyon View had five. But three of those five wins for Canyon View came at a, a tournament in late December when they won three games in a row against uh, San Juan, Roland Hall, and Uinta. Uh, but uh, the other win was early in the season uh, against a team from Arizona, and then they, they beat Snow Canyon by 10. But the, this is a, a Canyon View team coming into the postseason on a five-game losing streak and not a whole lot of momentum behind them. Uh, Logan, not necessarily you know, much different for them. Uh, they're coming into the postseason on a four-game losing streak, but, Ajay, they've been more competitive in a lot of their games where Canyon View hasn't quite been as competitive in their losses. Yeah, Logan has been pretty competitive, especially in, uh, against teams and quality players, excuse me, quality teams uh, in Region 11. They, uh, they lost by six to Ridgeline. Ridgeline's proven to be a really good basketball team. We'll get into them later in the week as they get ready for their second-round matchup. Uh, they get the winner of Ogden and – I can't remember the other team. They, they, they got the winner of Ogden and somebody else, so uh, could be interesting. Ridgeline, it's the winner of uh, Ogden and Cedar Valley. Is it Cedar Valley. Thank you. I knew it was like, – I started with a C. I couldn't remember the, the, the name of the school, though. But I do. Again, and you know what? And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think that the Region 11 is full of good coaches. Logan Brown's one of the best. Like he, I mean, no matter the talent on his team, he gets him to compete hard, really, really hard. And I think that's what Ridgeline's group has done as well. But I love Logan Brown. I, wa- I love watching him coach his kids. I love the way his, co- uh, his kids compete for them as well. Um, I see Logan, like I said, I see Logan getting a win out of here and getting into the uh, Thursday's games. And which, by the way, if they win tonight, guess who they get Thursday night? <laughs> Skyview. Skyview. Not Thursday night. Friday. Friday night. night. Excuse me. Sorry. Thursday, Friday. Uh, they'll get fr- Skyview Friday night. So it'll be just another Friday night right here in the Valley, right? Um, hey, by the way, intrigued by this. In football, they move games to different times, right? When teams had to travel. No such case with this. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, certainly haven't heard of any yet. No, from, none. From what I understand, all games are still going to be at 7 o'clock. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a typical time for for high school basketball. You're, you're not traveling as many people, so maybe that's a big part of it. Um, but, you know, they're sticking with the 7 o'clock tip-offs. <sighs> so I'm okay with that. Are you? It's going to be all vastly different next week with the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are going to be midday games. But um, I'm okay with I'm totally okay with the game still being at 7 o'clock. Should be a good one tonight. Again, Mountain Crest will be at Desert Hills. Uh, we have Desert Hills. Do we have St. George guys calling that game down there for us? Yep, we do. Okay, so and then you'll hear that game on 107.7. Yep. And then also you'll have uh, Logan and Canyon View. That'll be right here on our sister station on 610 AM KVNU, starring Al Lewis, who does a phenomenal job. I've heard a lot of great comments and compliments about his 
I mean, him being willing to call high school basketball, he's people just love it. Now, Logan's got to watch out for a couple of key guys on Canyon View. They've got a couple of scorers. Uh, Trevor Farrow, um, he likes to shoot the three. He leads the team in scoring at almost 17 points a game. Um, he uh, can also rebound the ball a little bit, but um, they've got a couple guys that are in double figures. Uh, Jackson Jorgensen averages about 13 points a game, and Cody Spencer around 11 points a game. So um, this is a, a, a Canyon View team that has a couple of key stars that can score and get some buckets, um, but Logan's got a clamp down on defense. Isaac Larson is a great defender, uh, and uh, I think he's going to have a have to play a really big role in this one. And uh, the rest of that team, I, I think similar to Mountain Crest, if Logan is going to advance, it's got to be because of their defense. Uh, I, I like their chances. I think they've probably been a little more battle-tested and they've been closer in their games than what Canyon View has been in, in their losses. So... Um, I, I like Logan's chances to advance, but this is that right in the middle there of the way that the RPI rankings are where Logan is 16, Canyon View is 17. They're right neck and neck with uh, how their season uh, seasons played out. But when you look at the overall, uh, how they did uh, and uh, who they played, I like Logan's chances over Canyon View in this one tonight. Yeah, should be a good one either way. Uh, we I got a text uh, from 4482. Saying, you know, this is a tough matchup from Logan. Uh, it will be depend on the scoring of Jaden Pinnegar or Pinnegar, uh, and Isaac Larson, who uh, will need to play well. Uh, he feels like Isaac can cause some pressure problems for Canyon View tonight. So maybe defense does play a role in Logan getting a victory in the first round of the 4A State Tournament. Again, 7 o'clock both games. Mountain Crest will be on 107.7. Uh, Logan will be on 610 AM KVNU. Hey, before we go to break, 2776 texted in. And said it is Ian Eagle. You know, when I said Ian Eagle, I was like, that doesn't sound right. And luckily, thank you to 2776. It's actually Ian Eagle. He's so good. Like Eagle Eye. Ian Eagle. Okay, dude, don't. No, don't. Don't. Don't push I'm the trying eye. to help you. Remember. Two seven, how to pronounce it no, properly. No, 2776 already helped me. It's Ian Eagle. Yeah, like Eagle Eye. I don't need you to try to. Um, Contribute the the matter. Can can what? Contribute. I learned it on uh, Mr. Rogers this morning. <laughs> Contribute is to confuse or deceive someone. Well, you've definitely confused me. The full court press on Sports Talk Radio, one hundred six nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, Eric Franson, AJ Salson, Gab, the intern in studio with us today as it is your favorite segment of the week, listeners. It is Game Time with Gabby, where you, the listeners, pull out your hair because Eric and I can't answer the questions correctly, ever. Even like one where the guy who set the record in triple doubles and was the leader in the 2017-18 season in assist, we couldn't remember who that was. Chris Paul, what up, dog? <laughs> That's really embarrassing on our part. And the fact that Gabby got us is, is even worse. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Gabby the intern joins us here with Game Time with Gabby. Thank you, Gabby, for joining us. 
Yeah, of course. How are you? I'm good. You doing all right? Yeah. Yeah, I know you're looking for that that third nap of the day. No. You're looking forward to it. Hey, stop making fun of me for that. I'm not making fun of you. I just I'm jealous because we don't get to take naps. I gotta go coach ten year old kids who don't know how to play baseball to learn how to play baseball. So I'm sorry. Yeah, that, me too. That's rough. Me too. I shouldn't have accepted the role. <laughs> Aj lives such a challenging life. You don't understand. Yeah, I do actually. This naps starting with four p.m. to six p.m. every day. <laughs> Chore. Chore. <laughs> All right, game time with Gabby. Let's do it. All righty. Oh, we need music, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Can't do <laughs> this without the proper scene. <laughs> Don't. You got to set it up right. Ooh, ooh. I think I have. Oh, man. I think I have one here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Bam, bam. No, that's not. Did you need me to come over there and do it right? No. No, you ain't touching anything. Hold on. Top 100 Nintendo songs forever. This could be good. Yeah, you came up with some weird stuff last time. No, dude, it was good. I don't know what you... Ooh. This could be good. Hold on. Here we go. I don't know what this is going to do. Hold on. Still holding. All right. Any thoughts? <laughs> no. All right. Let's do it. I'm ready. What? Here we go. This will be better. Oh, there we go. Yeah, this is on Zelda. Okay, we're just going to go with it. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, question number one. What year was the first World Series? The first World Series? Yeah. 1903. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Who played? Wow. Uh, It was the Brooklyn Dodgers versus the New York Giants. No. Yeah, they were the New York Giants back in the day. Were either one of those teams in it? Uh, no. Really? Not, not that I had, but. Um. Uh. What happened to our music, dude? I don't know. It just, I got Mario's freaking mug right on the top of my computer screen right now. I don't know what's going on. This is Super Mario from N sixty four. I have no idea. Uh, uh, I know. I got the year right, so I already won this one. Yeah, you're right. So you got to guess the teams there, Einstein. Chicago Cubs. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> of course you would. Oh, wait. Was it the uh, Red Sox? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The Red Sox yep. is one of the teams. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because there was that whole long drought. Remember the whole spiel and dramatic that they couldn't freaking get back to the World Series till 2004? Philadelphia. No. God, you suck so bad at this game. It was Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yep, it was Pittsburgh. Stop. You don't. You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. okay, we're moving on. Question number two. Okay, what NFL team appeared in four consecutive Super Bowls from 1991 to Buffalo 1990- Bills. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Who did they lose to? That's that question. Denver they- Broncos? Okay, keep going. You answer and then I'll answer after. Okay. San Francisco 49ers. Okay. And then one more. Oh. Keep going. He's got one more team he's got to guess. You're, you're doing really good here. Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So here's who they had to lose to. Or who's, who's not had to, but they did lose to. Uh, Washington Redskins, New York Giants, and then Cowboys back-to-back. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the Redskins Because they got in throttled there. the 52-10 to game in Pasadena, California. 
Yep. <laughs> you feel good now? Oh, I feel great. Sports guys feeling pretty good over there. <laughs> no, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't. Okay, question number three. Who holds baseball's record for the most stolen bases in single Ricky season? Henderson? Yeah, how many? Oh. Shoot, in a season, huh? In one season. Um. Oh, 59. Man. No, it's higher. It's, it's higher, Way yeah. Higher. 88. No. 112? No. Uh, 154. I don't know what this hand is. It's just 100. 100. 100. Even Hundy. Dude, he was still in bases and blowing out games. And teams were getting pissed. And so they started plunking him. Okay, so like, guy, hey, if you're gonna get on base and you're still, we're gonna plunk you to get on base then. And he kind of toned it down a little. I remember teams. I well, I remember reading an article. Teams were getting upset with him stealing bases and blowing out games just to try to chase. Just because he's yeah, padding his stats. Yeah. Okay, question number four. Hey, I'm but I'm three for three so yeah, far. Yeah, you're doing good. This is good. Yeah. Hey, okay, question good. number four. What two NBA players won the M- MVP trophy three times from year uh, from 1986 to 1992? Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Good. We split that one. Yeah. So, Michael won it in 92, right? Mm-hmm. Magic won it when? They both won it three times. Oh, in six that years. Span, gotcha, they gotcha. Each okay. won it three times. I see what you're saying. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Good. Okay. Question number five. What was the first Super Bowl to have Roman numerals in its title? Oh, man. Ooh. Six. No. Super Bowl three, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Three. Oh, three. Yeah. <laughs> that was pure guess. <laughs> 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 that was pure guess. Okay, question number six. What did Babe Ruth wear under his hat to keep him cool? Now this I don't know. What did he wear under his hat yeah. to keep him keep cool? cool? Yep. A hanky. No. A Yankee hanky. <laughs> crap is your problem. <laughs> <laughs> A wig. No. A dead cat. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of those Lewis and Clark hats, those fur hats, whatever they are. No. Um, what did he wear in his hat? Davy Crockett. A rag? No. What was it? A cabbage leaf. <laughs> what? He, a yeah, cabbage leaf? Yeah, and you change it every two innings. Wow. I'm going to try that. <laughs> I want proof that this actually works. <laughs> in the summer, I'm going to the job. I'm going to shave my head bald, and I'm going to go out there and wear a cabbage leaf underneath my hat and see When you're over there goes. in Bear Lake under the sun? <laughs> yeah, so I don't get sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Final question. Every 30 minutes. Excuse me, I need a, uh, I need a quick break. Hey, sir, I have a question. Hold on. I got to grab a cabbage leaf. I'll be back in five. <laughs> wow, I feel so much better right now. <laughs> Red cabbage is better than green cabbage. I'll hey, tell you that right RJ, now. RJ, what's that sticking out of your hat? <laughs> I got I walk into work with it. What is, you know what? Is that your lunch? <laughs> I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so salty. <laughs> Put some pepper on it. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> okay, question number seven. What player set an NHL record in 1976 with 10 points in one game? 
Whoa! Ten points Jeez. in one game? <laughs> he must have sucked. <laughs> uh, uh... Bobby Heru, uh, not no Bobby. Um, in 1976. Yeah. 1976. Psh, I have no idea. Uh, Kurt Washington. No. Um, who's the guy who's like spread eagle in the air after he scores a game-winning goal? What was his name? Played for the Boston Bruins. Um, there's Bob Cousy. There's Bob Hurley. It's uh, what's his name? I, I don't remember. It's Bobby something. Is it a Bobby? No. Who is it? He was Canadian. It's Daryl Sittler. <laughs> I was just throwing it out. I have no idea. I'm okay with losing that one. Yeah, it was six. He had six goals and four assists. Okay, dude. How does someone not stop him? Like, wouldn't you like? He had a double hat trick. That's crazy. How many? Oh, man. How many... People would you'd run out of hats to throw on the ice. Well, here's the problem: is you let this guy score six goals. Now, if they lost, that is really funny. I'll have to look that up to see if they lost or won that game. You have that? Probably not. I wonder if they won or lost. They probably lost eight to six. <laughs> That's incredible, though. <laughs> I know. For one in wait, hockey. Wait, 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 wait. He had six goals. Six and goals and four assists. assists. So that's ten goals for their team. Yeah, that's amazing. Guard him. Like I, I check him into the boards every time. I don't care if it was illegal. I check him. Like if you Send can't your stop him, take him out. Him. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, the Goon Squad. What's that? Slapshot. Is it Slapshot? What's that one movie with the three the three goons? I can't remember what it's called. You ever seen that movie? Uh, there's, like, the three goons, but they're, like, just, they're cheap shots. <laughs> or the Bash Brothers from the Mighty Ducks. You get them. Oh, yeah. Send them out, man. Did okay. you know they're make, doing a remake of Mighty Ducks? No. Yes. Stop it. I just heard this just the other day. Stop it. A new young cast featuring... Some girls that'll be on the ice with them. No. Yeah. Why not? Why? D three was been like great. thirty years since the original came out. Please tell me Gordon Bombay so, is not coming back. Generations that have no idea what the uh, Mighty Ducks are all about. Do anymore. not let Gordon Bay come back. Gordon Bombay come back. Keep him off. Okay. Who, who's gonna coach him? Cat? Julie the cat? Did you ever see Mighty Ducks, Gabby? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Would you be interested in a fourth or a remake? I mean, sure. Mighty Ducks Next Generation. That could go so wrong. I, I guess. Remakes I always scare Why? me. Why? Yeah. Because especially sports remakes, they terrify. Like it just. What, they how many never sports remakes have there been? Okay, Aladdin, the, like with Will Smith in it. <laughs> that was not was, a sports that, remake. No, but oh, that, that was a live action. But that's of a an remake animated. of Aladdin the cartoon, and it wasn't that great. Beauty and the Beast wasn't that great. The Lion King was horrible. Okay, can you do anything besides Disney? Well, how, I mean, can you how, name any sports movie that's been remade? Uh, no, because they're smart and they don't remake them. Right? The Natural wasn't remade. The Natural wasn't remade. <laughs> Neither was Field of Dreams. I Because you don't ruin those movies. <laughs> You don't mess those movies. You don't mess with them. You don't touch them. You put Mighty Ducks in the same classification as the Natural and Field of Dreams? Natural's worse than the Mighty Ducks. Now you're speaking blasphemy. No, I'm not. And people who would text into 435-339-0321 would agree with me. This is J.C. Carroll, Sam Merrill all all over (laughs) again. Okay? 
Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is on a is higher better than the natural. The natural is so natural. fake. It is so fake. You are. It is fake. I don't know what you're you're drinking over there, but and, I want some. And Robert Redford, I would take. Like it would have been better to have Kevin Costner as the natural, not Robert Redford. Nobody wants to see the natural, and anybody who does doesn't want to see it again. I can guarantee you that. Mighty Ducks was better than The Natural. All three movies. <sighs> Abby, Gabby, did you? I don't. I, why am I calling <laughs> you Abby she, today? <laughs> yeah, what's your problem? Like, Who's Abby? Do you want to explain right now on live radio who Abby is for all us <sighs> listeners? Because you've offended her twice. You have called me Abby before. Uh, so. Once. No. What? Yes. No. Yes. At, at least once a week. So don't. <laughs> no, once a week? That's, yes. No, that's not So I got true. it from yeah. you. I, did, I, I learned it from watching her, you. No, I have not called her Abby every single week. I've called her Gabby. I've called her the mm. Gabinator. <laughs> did you have any other trivia questions for us, Gabby? No, that was it. That was all of them. You did better this week. Yeah, that was good. That was a good week. Oh, I know. It's because you watched I, I did Mark. I did not. No, I did not cheat. I did That's not right. cheat. You're in the same office. No, I did not when she's cheat. she's typing Why and her back is turned up, to you, Gabby, I you can cheat. turn and That's look to see baloney. what's going on. I did not cheat. I was fair and square. I didn't know the question she was looking up. 1903 World Series. That, I, that's not hard. If you know baseball, I mean, you don't. You just know the Cubs because of the 2015 World Series. Congratulations. I don't 2016. Know I, I don't know what's more of a. I don't know what's You're more. You're living of a in fraud. Back to the Future Land. I don't know what's more of a fraud: Eric being a Cubs fan, or people saying that the Natural's better than the Mighty Ducks. Are you not putting J.C. Carroll in your top five all-time guards at Utah State? No, that was actually accurate. That and is I proved fraud with stats the and numbers and, and and analysis. That's why J.C. Carroll doesn't belong in there. Absolute pure analysis. Hey, the natural uh, this, and by the way, no one's texted in, so everyone agrees. Three three nine zero three two one. That the mighty ducks was better than the natural. Thank you, you. You haven't even seen the natural. Yes, I have. I watched it last week. It was horrible. <laughs> I nearly fell asleep twice. And then because I wake I up and he puts a ball into like, a light pull up is. on the like you know it's steroids. He goes Barry Bonds, full Barry Bonds, and puts a ball into a light bulb in a light standard above the stadium. The soundtrack. Cinematography. Oh, the soundtrack is not. Oh, oh awesome. my gosh! No, it is great not. movie. Classic. I, no, movie. winning it all at the end of D one of the Mighty Ducks. Winning it all. Yeah, that song. So good. So is good. it on your workout then, mix? Yeah, it is actually that. And <laughs> Tina uh, Tina Turner's uh, simply the best. And then you have you know we will rock you. you know, we are the champ. I mean, just good stuff. Stuff that, you know, gets you fired up. The Natural has, what, uh, James Taylor, the Beatles. Randy Newman's soundtrack, and that is phenomenal. Who's Randy Newman? It's He wrote the instrumental. That's the problem. Having a guy play the banjo is not very, like, it doesn't just stand out. Ask Gabby. All right, we got a lot of other things to get to. NCAA is now saying that they may be willing to adopt this new rule allowing players to transfer willy-nilly without having to sit out a year across all sports. Good thing for consistency or bad thing because it creates basically a minor league. 
in college uh, college sports. Uh, we also have uh, stat that blew our mind, our player of the week. What do the Utah Jazz need to do in this in this break, this All Star break, before they get ready for the stretch run here to be contenders in the NBA in the Western Conference? Because two teams in the Western Conference that are right there with the Jazz have made moves within the last twenty four hours. And by the way, Colin Coward in the show today had a guest on to talk about Jordan Love. Likes, dislikes, and where they see him going in the uh, NFL draft. You right, might- so if you didn't hear it earlier today, we've got the clip for you today. It's here pretty on the interesting show. stuff. Eric France, Jose Salison, and Gabby, the intern. <laughs> Full Court Press, 406 NFL, AM. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson, Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Big thanks to Gabby, the intern, for joining us, doing our game time with Gabby. Always a fun time, especially when I dominate the way I just did. You got a few more correct than I did. I'll give you that. A few? I only missed two of them. We split one. We did split one. I got a halfsy. That's, no. that's, that, that's a good point. Hey, Eric, this NCAA rule, it's starting to kind of come together right now. The transfer, I, I need you to do me one thing. One person asked me the other day, can you explain what's going on? What does it mean? And so I was wondering if you could explain the rule, why it's such a big, why it's such a big deal, and how it could outline and maybe change the course of NCAA athletics for everybody. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a great, great way to set the stage here. So if you are a, uh, let's say, Ajay, you are a gymnast. Okay. And I know you're really good on the beam. Yeah, I all. Your floor dude. routine with the ribbon yeah. is actually quite extraordinary. I, I'm averaging right now about eight and a half, and eight and a half on scores. Hmm. The beam I'm struggling, so I have duck feet, and I've, I've, I've struggled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm a gymnast but, on but, the beams. So let's say you're a gymnast. And you're at Utah State. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start to, you know, do pretty well. Mm-hmm. But then there's something about your coach you don't like, or the rest of your team isn't doing that great. And um, I don't know, UCLA uh, has one of their athletes get hurt. She's going to be gone, and it's going to take her a while to come back from an injury. You could. This following year, you could transfer to UCLA and play right away. You don't have to sit out. You could transfer right away without any penalty and uh, participate on their team next season. If you are now going to switch, now let's say that you are a uh, college basketball player. You play for the Aggies. You're an up-and-coming guard. And your name is Kobe McEwen. And you, as a freshman, you're playing a lot. Uh, as a sophomore, you're playing more. It looks like you're doing pretty good. Uh, there's, but um, you know what? There's coaching change, or maybe you don't see eye to eye with the current head coach. And a school like Marquette suddenly needs. Uh, they have an open position. They need to fill. And they want to go get a young, some young talent to fill a spot that uh, maybe they had somebody get hurt or transfer or just wasn't seeing eye to eye with their coach, and he wasn't going to be retained. So they need to have an immediate need. 
they could reach out to you and you could say, sure, next season, play right away. So the the, the difference here is um, with Kobe McEwen, going to that specific example, he had to sit out last year. He could not play at all. But under a new rule that's being proposed by the NCAA, which was first floated by the Big Ten and then supported by the ACC, and now just hearing today that the Mid-American Conference is behind it, there would be no sitting out. You could transfer one time without sitting out. So in a lot of other sports in college athletics, you can do that. You can, If you're a softball player, if you're a swimmer, if you're water polo, whatever, you could, um, not whatever, but in a lot of sports, you could transfer and the next year play right away. The exceptions to that rule is in football, men's and women's basketball, men's hockey, and baseball. So basically, the money sports in college athletics. In those sports, you have to sit out one season. And there are a few exceptions to that, obviously, as we've talked about. And let's change a little bit. If there's a coaching change, there are some allowances to let you transfer and play right away. There's some other extenuating circumstances that you can appeal to and transfer and play right away. But by and large, if you want to transfer to another school, you have to sit out. So it's a kind of a penalty to discourage just a wild west of people going wherever. But folks in the NCAA are saying, look, there's there's some inconsistencies about what is and isn't allowed in these quote-unquote extenuating, extenuating circumstances. So they're trying to say, look, let's just make it even. Doesn't matter what sport you play. Just just treat all college athletes the same, and you're permitted a one-time exception, and uh, or excuse me, one-time uh, transfer without having to sit out a season. So that's what the NCAA is uh, proposing, and they're going to present it to their Division One Council coming up in April. If they adopt it, it will be enacted and, uh, and available starting the 2020-2021 academic year. So, like, right away, next year. That's amazing. By the way, when you talked about the MAC commissioners, uh, John Steinbrecher, uh, the MAC commissioner, said, quote, the current system is unsustainable. Working group members believe it's time to bring our transfer rules more in line with today's college landscape, end quote. Wow. But, but he also added it, it provides this uniform approach mm-hmm. that we've talked about. Um, he says that it benefits students which I'm still uncertain. Um, would do that, yeah. I, I think it benefits power conferences. I think it benefits power programs. That's a good point. We got to take our final break of the first hour. We'll get you ready for the second hour, including Jordan Love Talk, Utah Jazz. We'll take a deeper look into that to get ready for the second half of the season and complete this brutal stretch here in the next couple of weeks. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Alday Southson here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. A reminder that you can also stream us on our show, uh, 106nthefan.com, and find our shows on podcast platforms of iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify to get all of our content, including interviews. By the way, we will have Craig Smith's presser as he gets uh, in his squad, get ready for Wyoming tomorrow night. Wyoming is an extremely bad basketball team. 
and they are struggling immensely. So Utah State, I mean, really, the, the, with some of the health issues they've had, uh, could have not ran into a bye week better than they ran into this one now. I, I like how the folks at The Athletic termed this one when looking at their bubble projections and who might be in and who might not for the NCAA tournament. They said this is a this is not a must win for Utah State. This is a can't lose game yeah, for Utah State. Exactly, and they need to run, get this one running away. By the way, as of right now, if the Mount West Conference tournament were to start today, Utah State would play on Thursday. They would get the winner of San Jose State and uh, New Mexico, and assuming they would win that first game, then they would play the winner, or at least out of the three teams, UNLV, Colorado State. And Wyoming, and I would imagine UNLV would come out of that. Maybe even Colorado State. Colorado State, UNLV play later on tonight at eight o'clock. Don't want to miss that one. Second hour coming up here on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The thrill and the agony of racing was on full display at the Daytona 500 yesterday. Denny Hamlin won in a photo finish, just barely edging Ryan Blaney. But his victory was quickly overshadowed by a terrible crash involving Ryan Newman on the final lap. For two hours, racing fans didn't know if Newman was going to survive. Then NASCAR announced that he was in serious condition, but his injuries were non-life-threatening. Of course, memories of Dale Earnhardt's death. The same track in 2001 quickly flooded back. NASCAR has taken great strides to make their drivers safer, but Monday was a reminder of just how dangerous the sport still is. It's not easy to see on television, but 200 miles per hour is a furious pace. You never know what can happen, no matter what steps they take. There's always risk. Hopefully Newman makes a full recovery and Monday's race serves as a reminder. What we're watching on the track is as serious as you can possibly get in sports. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise.